0: and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, and hath made us kings and priests unto God and his Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they also which pierced him, and all kindreds of the earth shall wail, Because of him, even so. Amen. You know, since creation, every individual has sought meaning in life. And it may be trite to say that, but it remains true. Everybody seeks a meaning in life. Men have turned to every possible uh, area to find meaning in life. Men have gone in every possible direction to find out what life is really all about. Men have done great things for humanity in order to make their lives worthwhile. There were men before the world was fully explored who gave their lives, many of them, and who devoted their lives to discovering what was over the horizon for the good of mankind. There have been men who have devoted themselves to the science of medicine and to the other sciences to find meaning in life to do good, to make life worth living. I believe there are men today who want to conquer space to find meaning in life. You know, many people have found a stream of meaning in life. They have set sail, if you please, on a river of service. But yet many of them have never discovered the source of that river of service. They have never discovered the source of meaning in life. Now, we are here today because we think we have found the headwaters of meaning in life. We are here today because we believe that Jesus Christ is the source of all meaning in life. We believe that Jesus Christ is the beginning and the end of all reality. He is what is happening now. And only in him is life ever made complete. Now John, the beloved disciple of our Lord, was given the task of telling us about the things that would happen at the end of time. He was raptured out of this world and had a heavenly visit. He had fellowship there with the Lord and with his angels and with the slain of the Lord and with the inhabitants of heaven. And he was given the task of writing it all down. Well, John came back, and he sat down to fulfill that commandment and to write all of the things that he had seen and heard. And his first words were about Jesus. John just couldn't help talking about his Lord. And unlike a lot of mothers that can't help talking about their children, John tells us the truth about Jesus. And this morning, for these moments, I just want to look and think with you about Jesus. Look to our text, if you would. I believe the first thing that we can see quite obviously is that John tells us about the character of Jesus. John tells us about his character in the first part of verse 5. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth. Who is he? What is his character? He is the faithful witness. He is the one on whom we can rely. Now a witness is one who tells what he knows for sure to be true. A witness is one who speaks from first-hand knowledge. It's not gossip. It's what he knows to be true. And Jesus Christ is God's faithful witness because he came from God. Jesus Christ uniquely is is able to witness to the things of God. only he is able to bear truth to us about God. Only he, for he is God's faithful witness. You see, this same Jesus Christ who took on him our human form and who bore full humanity at the same time was the perfect embodiment Of the will of God and it is he who is God's faithful witness you know I think one of the most distressing things in life about anything that we believe whether it's about our religion about Jesus about the Word of God or anything else is the question now how can I be sure how can I be sure you can go and buy ten sets of commentaries and you find ten different interpretations of one verse of Scripture, and everybody thinks they're right. How can I be sure about anything? I'll tell you how. John says we can know for sure through Jesus because he is God's faithful witness. He is God's faithful witness, and this was the first thing that John pointed out about the character of Jesus. But he said something else. He said that he was the first begotten of the dead. He was the firstborn, if you please, from the dead. Jesus gained the victory over death. He walked out of the grave. He left an open door behind him. Indeed, he destroyed death. And he says, don't worry about it. I've been there. It's all right. It's all right. And you can't convince me. There's just no way that I'll ever believe there's anything for me to be afraid of in death, because before anyone can shed a tear, I'm going to be with Jesus. Jesus is the firstborn from the dead, and all who know him are participants in the victory that he won. In Matthew 28, we have Matthew's account of resurrection morning. Early that morning you'll remember some of the women who were friends of Jesus, his followers, were going to the tomb to anoint his dead body. And in the garden outside the tomb they met him and his words translated literally were these. He said, good morning. He just said, good morning, but what better greeting could he have chosen for that resurrection day for on that morning the night of fear and apprehension, the night of defeat and sorrow was gone forever. And God's eternal now of victory and life in christ jesus had come that resurrection morning jesus said good morning john says he is the firstborn of the dead but john also says that he is the prince of the kings of the earth now john's quoting from the book of psalms one of those passages that david wrote about god's anointed one the messiah who would come to set all things right, John declares him the Messiah, the only one, the anointed one from God. But I believe there's a connection here between this and the temptation experience of Jesus. You recall how Jesus was in the wilderness, out in a lonely place, by himself, alone with Satan, to be tempted in all ways for 40 days. And at one one time, Satan took him to a high place. And the scripture says that he showed him all the kingdoms of the earth and said to him, literally, if you'll worship me, I'll give you all that you see. If you'll but worship me, if you'll strike a bargain with me, we'll run this thing together. Now, Jesus turned him down. You know, it's rather ironic, but the very nature of Satan is a lie. He is the author of all evil. He is the author of all lies. And... Even if he could have delivered the world into the hands of Jesus, he would never have done so because his very nature is a lie. But now John would proclaim to us the very thing that Satan promised but couldn't have delivered. Jesus has won, not by a compromise, but by his suffering on the cross and the power of his resurrection. Jesus is the prince of the rulers of the earth. It was unswerving loyalty to God and unfailing love for mankind that won the victory for Jesus. John tells us of his character, how he is the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth. But John tells us also about the work of Jesus, about the work of Christ, He didn't let it go, just telling us what he is like. He told us what he did. And what did he do in this uh, latter part of verse five and the first part of verse six? He loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and hath made us kings and priests unto God and his father. He loves us. Before the world was created, before time began, God standing above time, God standing above history, loved us. God loves us now. My friend, God loves you. It has been said that God loves each one of us so much that at times we must wonder how he could love anyone else. His love to us is so great. And when heaven and earth have passed away, he's still going to love us. Now John didn't say as those... Uh, as some would say today, that it is an attribute of God's nature, love is. That love is a part of God's nature. John didn't say that. John did not say that uh, God is the source of love. God. John didn't say that God's love was a good influence in the world. John didn't say that. John said he loves us. He loves us with all that he is. And you know, by what we know about his nature, we understand that even if he tried, he could never love us anymore. But he'll never love us any less. God so loved that he gave his son that the world might be redeemed. John, talking about the work of Christ, says that he loves us. And in these little words is wrapped up Everything that God is, everything that God did is wrapped up right here. He loved us. God sent his son who took on him the form of a man and who bore humanity to death on the cross and saved us because he loved us. Jesus is our example. He paved the way and showed us how to live because he loves us. He stands before the throne of his father and intercedes in your behalf and in mind, because he loves us. And he's coming again to make all things right because he loves us. Talking about the work of Christ, John said, he loves us. But he says also that he washed us from our sins in his own blood. He washed us from our sins in his own blood we are clean forever because of the blood of Jesus Christ you know ladies as you wash your clothes day by day and one of your lovely children gets something on his clothes or perhaps your <clears throat> or perhaps your brilliant husband they just won't come out and you pull down some super fantastic cleaning agent and go to work and scrub and scrub and scrub, and someone were to ask you what you were doing, in all likelihood, you wouldn't say that I'm washing my clothes out of the stains. You're say, you would say I'm washing the stains out of my clothes, but look what John said. He said he washed us out of our sins because we were dead in sin. We were one with sin. Sin was our very nature. And Jesus Christ brought us out of our sins by his own blood. Now, you may feel, as I do at times, that it was just too big a price to be paid for the likes of me, for the Lord Jesus to give his life. But praise God, it wasn't too big a gift for him to give. He loves us. He washed us from our sins. He has done it. It's past. And it's up to us to act on it. One day, I don't know when, I'm going to stand before God. And you know I'm not going to say, Lord, I preached the gospel as long as I live. I won't be able to say, Lord, I read the Bible through several times. I won't say, Lord, but I was a good boy sometimes. I will say, Lord, you gave me a tremendous Christian woman to be my wife, and because of her I'm here. I'll fall to my knees and say, Thank God, by the blood of the Lamb, I've come to you. By the blood of the Lamb, for Jesus loved us, and he washed us from our sins in his own blood. But look with me again, he did something else. He made of us priests and kings unto God. He made us kings and priests to God. Now, he did two things for us. He made us kings. He gave us royalty. Through eternity, we will not be citizens of heaven protected by God. Through eternity, we will not be tenants on the heavenly soil and God our landlord. Through eternity, we will not be good friends with God. But by the matchless grace of Jesus Christ, we have been made God's family. We are sons of God, and if we are sons of the King of kings, no one can be more royal than we are. He washed us in his blood. He loved us, and he made us to be kings and priests. Now, a priest is one who serves God. I would have you notice that. You know, in the Old Testament way of life, only the priest could approach God. But John is saying now that every man who knows Jesus has a way to the Father. Every man who knows Jesus has a way. The veil of the temple was rent in two and all separation between man and God was done away with because of Jesus. But a priest is also a servant. A priest is also a servant of God. And he has given us the blessed privilege of serving him. The blessed privilege of serving him in all things. You know, sometimes we think it might be, but it really wouldn't be heaven for very long if all we did was sit around and do nothing. Now, I don't know how, but God has arranged it so that throughout eternity we'll be able to serve him forever and ever and ever. What did he do? He made us kings and priests unto God. He washed us with his own blood. And he loved us. John told us about the character of Christ. John told us about the work of Christ. But he went on and he told us about the reward of Christ. He told us about his reward. Jesus has a unique place in all the universe. He is uniquely capable of being the Lord of all. John says, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. He has a unique place and God is going to reward him. He was lifted up so that all men might be drawn to God. And now God has exalted him to his rightful place. God has given him the glory and the power of all things. I would point out to you that we participate in the reward that God gives to Jesus Christ. We participate in that and aren't we proud that we may have a part of rewarding the Lord Jesus. For you see, when we accept him as our Savior, we give him glory. And when we obey him, we give him power. We participate in the reward Of Christ but John couldn't even let it go there he's told us about Jesus what kind of person he was what kind of person he is now he's told us about what he does he told us that God is going to reward him but he told us also that he's coming again he told us about the return of Christ verse 7 behold he cometh with clouds and every eye shall see him And they also which pierced him. And all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. He will in that day truly be the Lord of all. He will make all things right and receive everything unto himself. You know, to the Christian, the darkest hour in life is when Jesus becomes invisible. But you know, thank God by the eyes of faith, we don't have to wait till he comes again to see him. Because through faith, we see him now. We see him now. But John tells us that in that day, those who don't know him will not be able to escape sight of him. Those who participated in his crucifixion and those who have disregarded him throughout the ages of history will weep and wail because he who they thought was not so important has come to receive all things unto himself. You know, through the history of the church, there have been those who disregarded the importance of the second coming. There have been those who said, well, you know, back there in the New Testament, they thought he was coming just any day, and they were wrong. Does it really matter? Weren't they disappointed when Jesus didn't come? I don't think so. No man was ever disappointed who obeyed the voice of God. And they obeyed God's commandment to be ready to watch and to look of the Lord Jesus he's coming again to receive all things to himself to receive all things right now Jesus is like David was uh, after he was anointed by Samuel you know that Saul King Saul was still reigning over the country but God chose David and God set David out to be the king and Saul anointed him and made him king And he had the promise of the kingdom. But it was not until later when Saul died that he received the crown and the glory. And so it is with Jesus. In that day, he'll receive the the crown and the glory. All things will be delivered into his hands. I would point out to you that John isn't talking about some vague hope or some misty dream that came upon him. John is stating the message of this return of Christ as a fact and as reality because he has seen it and heard it and is telling us about it. It's not something we can wonder about. It's the promise of God. It's a fact, and it's coming. All things are working toward that climax. And when the Lord Jesus comes, all things, will be delivered into his hand. Charles Haddon Spurgeon, that prince of preachers of the last century, told one time of a man he knew who was born blind and says, Spurgeon, he rejoiced in his blindness because his eyes had been reserved for the Lord Jesus and the first sight that his eyes would ever behold would be the sight of Jesus coming in glory. He's coming again. John told us about the character of Christ, about his work, about his reward, and he told us about his return. He told us about his return. Now, John had a real experience with God. I think it's safe to say that. And the center of his attention was on Jesus. You know, that's the test of our experiences. When your heart is stirred, when you are moved, when you think that you have seen God, when you want to do something, when you weep, are you excited about First Southern Baptist Church? Are you excited about Jesus? You see, the spirit that comes from God bears witness to Jesus and only to Him. And beware any experience of life that does not excite you about Jesus. Now, you may be here today and you don't know Jesus. You know about him. But that doesn't do you any good any more than knowing about soap will make you clean. You may be here and you you just haven't met him. You know, Jesus said, and I, if I be lifted up, will draw all men unto me. He's been lifted up. God has exalted him. He's drawn all men, but all men have not responded. And it breaks the great heart of God that they haven't. If I were to give you a gift for your birthday or something, and I wanted you to have it with all my heart, and and you kind of wanted it, and I I sought after you, I, I looked for you everywhere I could, and finally I found you, and I shoved it right at you. It still wouldn't be yours until you reached out and took it from me. And so it is with the love of God. He offers it freely. He sought us. He's done everything he can. And we've got to take it. If there were such a thing as an anti-gravity belt, and you know during the millennium there's going to be. We're going to just go from one place to another anytime we want to. But if there were such a thing right now, and you wanted to use it, and you bought it, and didn't unwrap it or anything and stuck it in your pocket and decided to try it out and walked out of a three-story window, you might be sorry. Why? Because you didn't undo it and unwrap it and strap it on. And you've got to take Jesus like that. He won't do you any good unless you take him to be your very own. This is the message that john would speak what did christ do he did all things for us he loves us but we've got to cooperate we've got to cooperate you know when the truth of god settles down in your heart there isn't anything in the world that can defeat you and get you down l.b bridgers was a fine christian man who died about 20 years ago And one day L.B. Bridger's wife and all his children were burned to death in a fire. That day he went home and he wrote some words and he set them to music. And these were the words. There's within my heart a melody. Jesus whispers sweet and low. Fear not, I am with thee, peace be still in all of life's ebb and flow. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus sweetest name I know fills my every longing keeps me singing as I go I don't know your heart but I'm so very thankful today that I know one who does know your heart who does know your need and is totally sufficient for it whatever it is it's the will of God that you respond to his spirit and that you do it quickly and that you do it wholeheartedly if you would seek Jesus, if you would come and share with us that you've already found Him, if you would find a church home in this great church, if you as a young person or perhaps a not-so-young person would say, God wants me in vocational Christian service. You do that. Now, it may not be a bed of roses, but I guarantee you, you'll thank Him through eternity for that blessed privilege. Or it may be that God would have you renew your vows of dedication in the place that he's given you to serve. Or it may not be any of these things. But you know, every time we worship, God has something to say for us. God's Spirit is with us. He's with us in power. He's moving among us. You feel him. You hear his voice. And as God speaks, you'll want to do his will. You do it now. You do it quickly. We stand to sing just as I am. As the Spirit of God moves among us, you give him a free reign in your heart. Don't shut him up. You might keep him off of somebody else. You come now. Come quickly.